The world around us is full of false choices. That temptation to be us versus them, for or against, in or out. But what does it really look like for followers of Jesus to engage in the messiness of life, the gray issues of faith, to truly allow our lives to conform to the gospel? Join us as we try to figure it out. We are the Brian and Janelle Podcast. Hey there, Brian and Janelle Podcast listeners. Brian here with a quick item for you before we get to the main content in today's episode. I'm super excited to tell you about a brand new podcast series I created in partnership with Moody Radio that's available starting right now. It's called The Grandfather Effect. And here's the quick backstory. I only have really one strong memory of my paternal grandfather, Tom. And it was when my dad and I were standing shoulder to shoulder in a crowded room right in front of his open casket. And I remember standing there a bit mystified because, you see, Grandpa Tom had lived only about 15 miles away from my house growing up. And yet I never saw him. He never talked to me, called me, never came to birthday parties. He was no part of our life. He had disowned my family when I was about three years old, and my family was left with lots of questions. Because from our perspective, the reason he disowned us didn't seem to make much sense. The circumstances were so seemingly trivial. It just didn't add up. So what happened? Well, about five years ago, I decided to try to find out. And that journey became much more complicated than I could have possibly imagined. And I chronicled the entire thing with a recorder in my hand and take you along in the journey. The podcast series is called The Grandfather Effect. Would you consider giving it a listen? I'd be super grateful for your support. And if you like what you hear, maybe you'd be willing to leave a a nice review or even tell a friend about it. All right, let's get back to today's episode. Thanks a lot. There's an issue that many followers of Jesus are encountering with Amazon uh, that I think is worthy of discussion here. Janelle's been pumped about this one. That's our lifestyle. Like, we need to figure this out. I mean, we know that the intensity at which that's your lifestyle <laughs> is pretty high, but most, most people do it. I mean, my Amish Honestly. neighbors use Amazon. Yeah, it's a big deal. I don't understand that, but they do. So, so how do you say they don't go there, do they? Yeah, no, we get Amazon deliveries. Oh, okay. I mean, it's just not the, the quicker services. can't go to Whole Foods. Services. No, but you even said the quicker services yeah, yeah. wouldn't do in that area. I mean, two days is pretty much quick as I can yeah, get. Yeah, that's but, good. I mean, if you know if the Amish are doing it, everybody's doing yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So here we go. Mailboxes used to go empty on Sundays. Well, not anymore. America's biggest retailer, Amazon, ships seven days a week. And as the site expands Sunday delivery across the country, more drivers are losing what would have been a steady day off. For many, the shift just means their break will fall during the week. A lot of people who work at a place that's open seven days a week, which Mm -hmm. most places that are retail are open seven days a week, your weekend's a different day. Right. But for some Christians on the job, the new delivery option conflicts with Sunday church services and their conviction not to work on the Sabbath. Amazon's seven days a week schedule has already led to two lawsuits from drivers who were fired for not working on Sundays. 
both claimed religious discrimination under Title VII, alleging their employer had not provided, quote, reasonable accommodation for them to work other days. In one case in Florida, a Sabbatarian Christian lost his job working for a delivery service contracted by Amazon, and the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission Mm -hmm. launched a lawsuit on his behalf. He secured a $50,000 settlement from his former company Hmm. called Tampa Bay Delivery Services, and they'll undergo religious sensitivity training. Wow. Now, again, if you haven't noticed, like, Ron, a couple years ago, right, Mm -hmm. Amazon used to have an exclusive deal with UPS? I think they started exclusive. Then they started to buy their own fleet because they had more than we could handle, probably. And they contracted with the Postal Service as well. And and they have, I think they created incentives for people to start their own shipping companies, basically, that would be exclusively contracted with Amazon. So Mm -hmm. those Amazon trucks generally are owned by something like Tampa Bay Delivery Services. Something like that. Local. FedEx does similar. Oh, do they really? Yeah, a lot of the FedEx trucks you see are owned by a person who started his own company, and now he has a fleet of ten FedEx trucks. See, around me, sometimes people will drive their car to deliver stuff. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Have you ever had that? That's crazy. Drive, I, I the, like, who's here? Oh, uh, I guess it's you a know delivery. what though. Amazon was doing that for a little bit. Yeah, UPS they were, too. Yeah, it'll be like random people, which was actually a little uncomfortable, so I'm glad they got their own trucks. The people were great. I'm just saying it made it kind of weird. Now, for a postal worker in Pennsylvania, the case is making its way through the Third Circuit Court of Appeals after a district court ruled last year in favor of the U.S. Postal Service. Oh. In some cases, people are winning their right to not work on Sunday, if they believe that's their mm-hmm. their religious right to do that. Yeah. yeah. But for the U.S. Postal Service, people have been losing cases. So a guy named Gerald Groff is an evangelical Christian who began working as a rural mail, mail carrier in 2012, a part-time role rotating through holiday and weekend routes based on demand. So after the, sta- the station he was working for began contracting with Amazon for Sunday delivery, he transferred to another rural station because mm-hmm. of his convictions. Mm-hmm. When that one started Sunday routes, he tried to adjust his schedule and swap days but ended up missing 24 Sundays of work, which led to being let go. You missed 24 days. I mean, yeah. any, any job, mm-hmm. yeah. you're going to lose your job. So a legal team issued oral arguments on his behalf saying the U.S. Postal Service discriminated against him because of his faith. Now, Christians have lamented for years the shift away from businesses observing the Sabbath for decades. Yeah. In fact, back in 1963... Charles Collar, President Emeritus of Northern Baptist Theological Seminary, wrote in Christianity Today, Too largely the Sabbath day has been reduced from a holy day of spiritual replenishment, instruction, and correction to a mere holiday for pleasure-seeking or to just another day of merchandising. Hmm. Two years later, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that blue laws restricting Sunday commerce were constitutional. They were? Yeah. You can still do it. But in the late 20th century, states repealed blue laws with the backing of Christians and non-Christians. You, you got to remember that they are constitutional. They were ruled constitutional, huh. but nobody wants them. Yeah. yeah. Should we be surprised in a society where Christians are basically the minority now? Right. That people don't feel like they should have to stop doing things on Sunday. You know, it makes sense. I mean, we may not like it. From their perspective. But from their perspective, sense, right? it makes sense. Yeah. So even among evangelicals, the, the range of views of whether Christians are commanded to spend the Lord's Day in observance of, uh, of the Sabbath, there's a, a big w- range of views. Some believing the rhythms of rest and worship can take place other days of the week. Hmm. Some people are like, listen, yeah. you can observe the Sabbath whenever you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for Sabbatarian Christians, like they were, who are really committed to it, they set aside most housework, yard work, schoolwork, everything on Sunday. 
The question becomes, what do you do in these circumstances? Like if you're somebody who really wants to be able to worship at your church on Sunday, what's your obligation? I have a friend who is a seven-day Adventist and what they've done throughout the year. Before you get a job, you tell them this Mm -hmm. is non-negotiable. So you find out ahead of time. Right. Even as a business owner, my frustration would be that. Like, why wasn't this discussed before? For example, my sister's about to get a job and she has a child that goes to the hospital a lot for a condition she was born with. And that came up in the interview. Like, your employers have to know, listen, I can spend every six months a few hours in a hospital. That's my only resistance with that. I don't got a problem with your stuff. I'm just saying as a believer with integrity, bring it up ahead of time. If I'm going to try to speak for people I don't understand, but you've got delivery drivers, right? That was the deal. They didn't have to say it because nobody delivered on Sunday. You follow what I mean? True, like, like the mail okay. carrier. The mail carrier or the Amazon delivery driver. That was like, I'm sure it was even one of the ways they appealed to people to get a job, right? Okay. It was, oh, we don't deliver on Sunday. You get every Sunday off. Right. I mean, Chick-fil-A does it. Yeah, yeah. they do. Hobby Lobby. Now, uh, with that in mind, there, there was one pastor who's a strong uh, Sabbatarian. He is, where is, it? where is his name? Something Pippa, which sounds like he's from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> he said that there's actually a creative way to do this. Pastor Pippa says that he'd often counsel Christians facing work conflicts on Sunday schedules, asking them to consider whether work is out of necessity or mercy and therefore permissible. And then in instances where employer, employers cannot accommodate, they might be advised to quit their job to look for another one. Yeah. With the support of the church in the meantime. Oh, good point. But he says there are people with limited economic choices, of course. Like you can't not work. Or mm-hmm. quit. You got to support your family. Yeah, I don't like the whole of the church supporting. Part. You don't like that. You don't like the church Unless, taking care of people. No. Unless the church is sabbatarian, I don't know if that's the term. There are like single moms or people that are truly like struggling, and in the church in general, I could tell that person. Well, listen, like my Sabbath is on Friday. The the Bible doesn't say have to. It has to be. On Sunday, you see what I'm saying? In terms yeah. of people have different convictions. That's what I'm saying. And I don't know if that's a valid way to be a steward of God's money, the church's money. Particularly if your church isn't Sabbatarian, right? If you're, that, yeah. Like if, if your church isn't teaching that you must observe a strict Sabbath on a Sunday, right? why would they support you yeah. for doing that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but if it is, I mean, I think, isn't that almost like a like part of the deal for that church? If, if it you're is, telling I people they the- have to observe a, a Sabbath yes. and their job won't yeah. let them, you better take care of them when they quit. If it is, I love the heart behind that mm-hmm. for, for your church to have your back with that. Yeah. And one thing I would say is you have to be cautious too. Don't claim I have this religious conviction about not working on Sunday and then be on social media telling everybody about, well, I'm so busy because I've got my soccer game for my son early Sunday morning and then I have gymnastics for my daughter and then I have you know if you're doing all that stuff you are not strictly observing the Sabbath and basically you're lying about it right yeah you almost would have to sit there with all the lights off and read your Bible all day right Right. but I guess we we miss some of the nuance here like guess who is the, the, the profession where you're guaranteed your Sabbath won't be on Sunday a pastor oh mm-hmm. Pastors don't observe the Sabbath on Sunday. Well, well, yeah. They, They're working. Yeah, they are. 
I was going to say, somebody could be like, no, they're worshiping. No, us. they're not. If you talk to a pastor, <laughs> yeah. you can worship a little bit. Yeah. But when you're focused on being the person leading a worship service, yes. you're working. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. We're not enjoying our radio show here. We're having yeah. fun, but we're, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're conducting it. Yeah. We're not being entertained by it. And another one you're almost guaranteed to work on Sunday is if you're in Christian radio. I mean, the, the, it used to be the case. Now you can voice track and things and record yeah. in advance, but... Back in the day, if the radio station was on on Sunday, people were working. Somebody was there. So I guess that the question becomes, if if your job asks you to work on Sunday and it's a conflict, and for these Amazon drivers in particular, what do you do if you're a Christian Amazon driver? And they tell you you got to work on Sunday. You don't want to. Hey, it's Brian from the Brian Janelle Podcast. You know, a famous poet named William Joel, better known by the name Billy, once said in a song that if you love a woman, you should tell her about it. Common sense, right? Well, what we're going to do right now in this podcast episode as we pause is ask you to tell someone about it, it being us. If you love this podcast and you've listened to us on a regular basis, We need your help to spread the word. So pick out a friend or two, maybe your mom, your cousin, your uncle, whoever it is. Tell them about the Brian and Janelle podcast. That's one of the best ways for people to find out about great content online. Would you do it? We'd be so grateful. Thanks a lot. Back to the show. Uh, We're seeing in Christianity today that there's been an increase in people filing lawsuits and or losing their jobs in the U.S. Postal Service and various Amazon delivery services as both of those organizations expand delivery across the country on Sunday. And it it creates a dilemma of what to do when you're you're asked to work on Sunday and you don't want to because of your faith. Sorry, Janelle, go ahead. Sorry for the interruption. That's fine. Postal Service, did that just switch? Like that just like crept on us, like mail showing up on Sunday. But there's like straight up people working on Sunday from the postal. Well, that's where where Ron is right, where he's saying that some uh, some particular post offices are contracting with Amazon to deliver on Sunday. That's what it is. Did that start yeah. recently? It's been a couple of years, I think. Okay. Yeah, I've seen. I had a couple times on a Sunday. I was kind of startled by yeah. a U.S. postal worker. Like, mm-hmm. oh, hello. Yeah. Thank you for. <laughs> package. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, see what you think about this. So, I mean, what what is the the, the delivery driver to do who yeah. wants to worship on Sunday and is suddenly asked to deliver. Anthony in Cleveland, what say you, sir? Yeah, this is my first time ever calling you guys. But hey. I just- yeah, Anthony. <laughs> Team Brian, right? Yeah, I, you know, it was. I listened to this uh, radio station in Cleveland, it's 103.3, and I listened to it during the, in the afternoon, you know, I listened to Tony Evans. But anyway, to get, you know, to get back to what you were, we were talking about, I am a driver, I don't work for Amazon, but I do work for a delivery company that does require me to work on Sunday. Okay. Uh, my thinking is is that I don't believe that God is going to condemn me because I have to work on Sundays from time to time in order to support my family. Now I am a I am a assistant pastor at my church, and my church knows that so you know from time to time I have to work on Sundays, and my job knows that I you know what I do for my church, and they do give me leeway. But the point I'm trying to think is, is that even Jesus was condemned for healing a man on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And they looked upon him as like doing work. And I, so I just, you know, I guess my whole point of the matter is I just don't feel like, that, you know, that my God and his graciousness and his mercy 
will hold me to the fire or, or condemn me for needing to take care of my family because, you know, I have to work on Sundays. Like I was telling the call screen is that during the course of the day while I'm working, the Bible tells us that we will be in perfect peace with our minds stayed on him. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, I know there's a lot of people who are with you on that. Uh, I guess the challenge becomes, what what do you advise a colleague to do, Anthony, who doesn't agree with you on that theological point, says, oh, no, I have to be off on Sunday. That's the day I worship. What would you advise them to do if they got in some trouble at work? Do they fight it in court? Do they quit? What do they do? At that point, my question would be, well, how much do you trust God? How much do you believe in God? Do you believe that God is merciful? Do you believe that God is gracious? You're going to hold to the fire because I, I question that person's motive or their, you know, you know, their mindset. It's like, well, I got to take off because this is my Sabbath and, you know, you're going to hold your job to the fire. I just don't believe that in God's ultimate mercy and his ultimate grace that he looks down upon us like, well, you're working on Sunday, and so I'm not going to forgive you, or I'm not going to keep you, I'm not going to hold yeah. you in the hollow of my hand because you're trying to do what you need to do to take care of your family. Totally understand your, your position on that, and I know a lot of people would go down that road of trying to right. change someone's theological mind. Fair enough. Anthony, love that you called. Thanks for calling Woo-hoo. us, man. Don't, don't well, be a stranger. You thank you for having me. Have a great day. You bet. Here's the challenge in this day and age. Like, I'm not certain I would have the energy to try to change someone's theological position. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, right. I, really, when it gets down to it, someone comes to you and goes, oh, I'm a Christian just like you. I don't want to, I can't work on Sunday. I'd be like, I, I don't, I'm not that way. Well, I am. Yeah. Okay. Now what? Mm-hmm. What I've done with that is you just ask are you connecting that to salvation? And if you're not, then okay, you do you and I'll do me. Well, right. But at the core of it, the person isn't even trying to change your mind. They want some advice on what they ought to do. Well, so yeah. do they quit or do they go to court? Yeah. Lori in Willoughby, what are your thoughts? It's my first time talking to you both. Oh, <laughs> yay. Hey, we're celebrating. I just went through personally with me. I was looking for a job and it was pretty hard thinking, well, I don't want to work on Sunday because I am on the worship team and I do like learning God's word and being with fellowship. It is very important in growth. So then I did finally, yes, I found a job that I do. I'm off on weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was in a job and all of a sudden I had to work on Sunday, I would, if all possible, look for another job. But there are jobs that you cannot help. They got to work on Sunday. But so what I do you would, do? Yeah. So I'll be in prayer. I'd be right back in prayer. And if they're going to be changing and saying I have to work on Sunday, I'd be back in prayer and I would not listen to man. So would you walk away? Because at some point yeah. you've got to make a decision. Do you walk away from the job or take them to court? I would just walk away. And see, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad I got you there, though. Okay, so why would you walk away? Because I would mostly witness. I would, I would uh, give them the reason and, and, uh, and tell them more about the Lord and about uh, salvation. Because a lot of times, they, if they don't understand, they don't really have the Lord in their heart. You've got to have Jesus Christ in their heart. Yeah, no, you're, have, you're, you're totally right, Lori. Yeah. Thank you so much. My, my presumption is then that she's saying that it would be a bad witness to go to court. Yeah. That's where I was trying to get her. But, and I mm-hmm. like, she didn't mention it, but if that's your conviction to walk away... 
takes a lot of trust. And I, I mm-hmm. like that idea in terms of the Lord will provide and right. you walk in obedience. Sammy in Illyria, what are your thoughts? Actually, my thoughts are first to talk about the difference between the Sabbath and any other day of the week. The Sabbath is actually Saturday. We can have a day of rest whenever we want to take a day of rest, but God, after creation, rested on the Sabbath, the sixth day. And so Sunday slash Sabbath is being interchanged incorrectly in terminology. But, yeah, but I mean, some somebody who's who's a delivery driver who disagrees with you on that is probably not going to change their mind if you just go, hey, you got the wrong day. Because then they still, oh, well, then, then they can't go on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, to be specific to your question, yes. Um, if I were in that position of, you know, you have to work on Sunday if you're going to work for us, I would go ahead and do it depending upon to put it bluntly, how desperate I was to get a job and yeah. and take care of my needs slash family needs, if that is the case. And uh, yeah, so I would do it. And like that gentleman, a few phone calls earlier said, he still worships uh, listening to music in his truck as he's going from A to Z, you know. Sammy, thank you so much for the call. Totally get where you're coming from. It's, it's that third third rung, right? The, like the, the third option. Right. It's right. where some people really can't do either or. They've just got to work. Yeah. That's, that's it. And and the, and Scripture is very clear that if that uh, you if you don't pro- provide for your own family, you're worse than an unbeliever. Mm-hmm. So that's I, right. I totally get that. Thank you, Sammy. Appreciate that. Lori in Cleveland, what are your thoughts? I was a nurse for over 30 years and hospitals run 24-7. And right. if I had felt that way, I would have chosen another profession because we have to also look at the owners of the businesses. The businesses have to go on also. And that's showing love to not try to promote myself above my coworkers by saying, well, I can't work Sunday. So then Jewish people can't work Saturday. And it would be, you know, chaos. It would not be, to me, the loving way. The better way would be to find a job where I don't have to work on Sunday. We can worship any day. Absolutely. And and you're right. Paul does address that in Colossians 2. Thanks for bringing that up. Where I, I think that the majority opinion among evangelicals is that Jesus didn't confirm the strict Sabbath observance in the New Testament. Therefore, while we ought to observe Sabbath, like rest, mm-hmm. worship, uh, there isn't as stringent of a rule for it. So you could do it any day. Yeah. But there are people with different convictions. Yes, there are. That are saved and sanctified and, you know, the whole deal. Right. Yeah. So, and, and this is where it's interesting how often, like, we have to, we have to really narrow down what are the essentials for following Christ and how quickly can we change someone's strongly held yeah. theological position? I mean, we've had at least one caller that was like, oh, what, what would I do if a colleague said, hey, I might have to quit my job or go to court because they're making me work on Sunday. I don't want to. I don't think yeah. I should. Their first reaction is to change their theology. And presume you could do that yeah. in one discussion or at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't even think that's worth the energy. Right. If it's not a salvific issue, if it's not a theological issue that saves you, what would be the point in exhausting a theological debate when someone's got a legitimate conviction? Yeah. Paul didn't say when people are convicted about eating meat sacrificed to idols, he didn't say convince them they're wrong. Do what you would be convicted to do and don't yeah. try to make each other stumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
He's trying to dispel unnecessary debates. Yeah, exactly. I like this angle Mike presents. He says, I would advise someone in this situation to follow their convictions, which we've said. But he goes on and says, however, I would say if you're going to file a lawsuit, examine yourself and the way you spend your Sundays. If you truly always use that day for the Lord, then God will be with you. If you don't, then just quit. Don't sue because your use of the day may not be authentically used for the Sabbath. I like that you brought it up earlier, Ron. But then the question is, too, what's an authentic way to spend the Sabbath? Isn't that also based on your own convictions? Because somebody else could look at you and say, well, you mowed the lawn, and that may not be part of how they feel they're spending the Sabbath. Yeah, and there are religious groups that strictly observe yeah. the Sabbath. Think yeah. about an, an Orthodox Jewish person. Yes. I it, mean, Yeah, there's a lot in my neighborhood. They don't even drive a car. <laughs> and so we're turn not Turn on doing the light that. switch. But yeah, they don't cook, none of mm-hmm. that. I, I guess if somebody were to come to me, I'd lean on a particular passage. I might even say, listen, I disagree with you about your conviction about it having mm-hmm. to be Sunday. But that's okay. Yeah. I don't need to change your mind. Yeah. Because I don't think that's worth the debate and wrecking a relationship because it's not what saves you. Mm -hmm. I would lean on, uh, you know, I love Romans 12. Romans 12, 17 in the New Living Translation says, never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Yes. What I'd recommend is that you make a decision that will allow you as best as you can to live at peace with everyone. Mm -hmm. And I think oftentimes, what does that mean? Just leave. Thanks for listening to this episode. Don't forget, if you like what you hear on a weekly basis, we'd be grateful for your ratings and reviews wherever you listen. And also subscribe so you get the latest episodes. Follow us wherever you are on social media and search for us online. We're at brianandjanelle.org. Don't miss our weekday morning show with conversations just like this. You can listen on the Moody Radio mobile app or again at our website, brianandjanelle.org. Special thanks to the talented team of individuals who tirelessly put together this podcast every week. Josue Villa, Mike Reynolds, and Ron Eastwood. The Brian and Janelle Podcast is a production of WCRF Moody Radio Cleveland. Until next time, we're Brian and Janelle.